Hi there. Welcome to Conversations, where we seek to advance your leader in team excellence by discussing relevant topics that impact today's organizations. Welcome to the show. Hey there, leader. Welcome back to part two with Professor David Clutterbuck. There's a lot of confusion about the language. And in, 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 in the United States, the word mentor is tortured a bit. It, it, it doesn't mean the same as it does in the rest in, in, in Europe. It's very, very different. Um, so mentoring is, is a much older concept. And it goes back to Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Um, um, and the men, and um, the mentor is somebody who sits down with you and helps you reflect on your experience and learn from it. Um, <clears throat> and the very first leadership book, if you discount Machiavelli, um, the prince, was a book called Telemachus by a French cleric in the court of King Louis, the Sun King. Um, and um, King Louis had a, um, a son um, who was a total brat. Um, and so this cleric was brought in to try and turn him into something like a human being. Um, and what he did was to sit down and, went, went and, and, and get him to talk about his experiences and then, then question him, him about you know, his intention, his you know, feelings and all that, and, and gradually get him to understand that you know, to see the world differently. Mm. And, and, and as part of the, the tuition, um, Fenelon continued the dialogues of um, Athena with the son of Odysseus, Telemachus. And so it was, it was, it was, and this book was sold and, 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 trans, and, um, and, and published. Uh, Fenelon got into trouble, got exiled, because <coughs> King Louis thought it was a criticism of him, which it probably was. But it, but it was translated <coughs> into multiple languages. Um, and this, 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 this concept of the mentor being somebody who uses their wisdom to help you become wise in turn is deeply ingrained in, in European tradition. Um, now, in the States, um, there was um, a lot of – it got mixed up very badly with, super, with um, sponsorship. <clears throat> sponsorship and mentoring don't actually work together. They, they're two completely different uh, constructs. And if you think about it, if someone is your sponsor, how honest are you going to be with them? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to want them to think good. You're, you're, you're yeah. going to try and, and, and say what, they th- what, you, what you hope they want you to say or think you want them. And so the two things just don't work together. Um, um, so when we talk about mentor, uh, men- mentor co- coaching it, it's, or coach mentors, <clears throat> um, it's a very American concept that doesn't actually fit very well with other cultures. Um, but essentially, the primary, the primary the, um, aim of a coach mentor is to help people build your business, basically. To, to, I mean, that's, that's the, the primary reason why people have a coach mentor um, and to get through the, 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 the tick box exams. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> which, um, and, and, um, Whereas uh, in, um, in, in Europe, a mentor, we have professional mentors. We have <clears throat> many people in Europe, if they're retiring executives, want to, be a, want to become mentors, not coaches, because they perceive coaching as being overcrowded and a little bit down market, and they want to be valued for the use of their experience. And in our ongoing researches <clears throat> into coach maturity, um, we've We've interviewed um, 32 
highly experienced coaches around the world, quite a few of them in the States. Um, and we asked them about their journey. And what we learned was the journey was very much one of letting go, letting go of the need for a model, letting go of the need to, 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 to have a smart goal. Most of the time, the client is, is actually wants to work out what their goal is, and then they're smart enough to sort out how they're going to get there uh, without the coach sort, do, sorting it for them. Um, uh, letting go of the, of, of the need to know where you, to be feeling in control of the conversation. Um, uh, and so, and letting, and, and, but also, we find that the most mature coaches, pretty much every one of them, described learning how to use more and more of their self and their own experience. And it's this confusion that we get between giving advice and giving context. So if you give context with somebody, you help them with the quality of their thinking. If you give somebody advice, you do the thinking for them. Can you give an example of that? Well, um, yeah, if you say to them, um, 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 look, the, the, the best way to get customers is uh, to, to get customers as a coach is this, you know, the, um, go, and, you know um, go and join this group, and go and join that group. Um, but if you but if you give them context and say, well, look, this is these are some of the things that I've tried. You know, some of them might be interesting to you. So that's giving them some, some context. So you're not saying do this or a better, better example. still. When I was um, a young journalist working from McGraw Hill, my mentor at the time um, took me aside and said, David, I'm just going to give you a suggestion. Go and look at all the managers in the company. Um, and um and see and just 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 making some observations <clears throat> and i thought yeah okay <clears throat> so a couple of days later I got back and he said well what did you observe what tell me how did you reflect I said well i have noticed <clears throat> that um none of them have got long hair down to their shoulders as i did and a street and a, and a, and a speedy gonzalez mustache <clears throat> he said yeah he said it's up to you what you do with that information. Yeah, but it's your observation. What do you want to do about it? Yeah, yeah. And, and I really, yeah, what he wasn't telling me, go get a haircut. What he was saying, look, observe. Um, mm-hmm. and it was up to me to make my decision. Um, and I got a haircut and I got promoted a, a couple of <laughs> That was gonna be my question. And <laughs> yes. what was your question? <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and and I think this that it's it's such such a big difference. So the this myth that mentors give advice is entirely wrong it, mm. it comes from an, from a, from um, a requirement by uh, coaches in the early 90s who realized that mentors in, in Europe were doing exactly were doing what they were doing but bringing this extra bit of wisdom because they understood because they uh, of, of having been there and seen there and done it um and so they they what they wanted to do was say well mentoring give, mentors give advice but of course they don't so we've got this this um interesting dichotomy there I'm bringing that back to supervision. Supervision is radically different from being a coach mentor. With a supervisor, it's not even coaching the coach. A supervisor is somebody who has immense wisdom that they've gained and helps and, and really helps you to think about your practice as a coach from, from the three areas of formative, so that's knowledge and 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 and, and helps you to. To, to expand the, the, the reading that you do and the reflection that you do. 
Um, so it's, it's formative, normative, and, res- and, and restorative. So normative is, are you safe? A great deal of what comes into supervision is related to ethicality. Um, and you know, what's, the, what's the ethical um, thing to do here? Um, it's quite hard for a coach to, for a coach mentor to get involved in the ethicality issues. It's not part of their remit normally. And then restorative is about your own well-being. It's about helping you look after yourself so you can look after your clients. So supervisors bring a great deal more to this. We've been doing some um, um, research um, around team coach supervision, so that there, there are. There are already standards for supervisors through the EMCC, um, the European Mentoring Coaching Council, um, and, um, and and it's quite you know, and, and experienced coaches can qualify as supervisors if uh, with a with a course of study and um, typically I mean it, and it's quite an intensive course of study and there are various universities and others that, that offer that, um, um, and but there aren't yet any standards yet for team coach supervisors. There, we, so we, we brought together um, 16 of the most experienced um, team coach supervisors who also did a lot of work with, t- with, um, with team coaches. And we distilled a lot of their, their knowledge. Um, we, we decided it was not yet time, an appropriate time, to create another set of standards. But there are frameworks, there are things that you can do. And um, the, the critical factors that we identified was that you can get away with being a supervisor and having a limited understanding of systems and systems thinking. As a team coach, it's absolutely essential. So a team coach supervisor, it's absolutely essential. You cannot operate as a team coach supervisor without that instinctive and deep understanding of systems. Yeah, and it was it was really wonderful Like when when team coaches can come into a supervision session and bring their cases because it's so important for it. I mean, we see it one way, but to have the wisdom of the crowd, if you're in group supervision, um, that was really powerful to see what other coaches as well as a supervisor uh, would have to chime in about that. That was really, really a powerful experience. I mean, there are pluses and minuses to, um, to having a group supervision or individual supervision, because with the individual, all the attention on you, but with a group, you've got all these different wonderful cases that other people are bringing in issues that you never thought of. And then in the middle, we've got, if you, if the two team coaches together come to supervision as a team, as a small team, so they're getting team supervision at at the same time. So it's, uh, there's lots of of, uh, mixtures here and and each has, has pluses and minuses. A lot of, Team coaches now have both individual supervision and either collected pairs or group supervision. Yeah, totally different dynamic than what I was used to. A wonderful dynamic, but but definitely uh, there had to be for me a, a definite shift in thinking about how I was going to operate now as a team coach because it's very different than. Uh, the one-to-one coaching or group coaching, which is not team coaching. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so different. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, I want to be mindful of your time. Is there any kind of last things that you'd like to, to talk about before we. we we've, we've covered a lot, a lot of ground. Um, yeah. I think 
there are some big conversations that need to be had and are already beginning to happen. Yeah. Um, and they they relate to the to the democratization and the decolonization of coaching. Um, and when we talk about there, there are think platforms like Better Up talk about democratizing coaching. They've grabbed the the, the, the phrase the phraseology, um, but they're still not getting to the people who need it most. And 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 um, I, I use as my archetype of that. Um, a head teacher in a tiny school in um, in, in Uganda, um, in next door, door to the um, Bawindi um, um, impenetrable forest, um, uh, and the the pygmies were, t- were taken were forced out of the jungle and, and p- to protect the gorillas, um, <clears throat> and uh, now live in the village. And you know, the school the, the, the kids speak three, sleep um, six to a bunk bed. You know, or two, two bunk with so three on top, three below, <clears throat> in in the dormitories there. If they can't, it's too far to walk, walk home, um, and they have no shoes, and there's no doors. To, there's no doors to the rooms. When I went there, we um, uh, visited them. Uh, I got back to Kampala, and uh, the first thing we did was organise um, uh, the things they wanted most, which was a year's supply of soap, loads of notebooks, um, and uh, books and pens and things like that, um, and. There's no money there. There's no way that those people can afford mm-hmm. to have to, 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 a, a coach. Or, or they haven't even got. They've got the only use they've got to a computer is the head teacher's mobile phone, <coughs> which is shared with the village as well. You know, it's um, so different world. It's a different world. So how do we actually bring coaching to those people who most need it? And I think that's a challenge where. Um, Governments aren't do it, aren't able to do it, but I think there are lots of corporations and, and churches and, and, and all sorts of people can get involved in bringing coaching and mentoring to those people who can, who really really benefit from it. And the decolonization issue is is one that's getting a lot of pushback now from Africa, from Asia Pacific, and from um, from from the Gulf states, from the Arab states, and basically what they're saying is well hang on a minute the way that you define coaching the 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 the, um the tools the methodology that you're using the 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 assumptions they're all based on a western and in particularly a north american cultural model um but actually we have a different way of doing these things um i was in in vanuatu the uh, um, island in, in in the pacific where i was last year they said no. We we can, we 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 can't. Um, we, we're not interested in, in getting involved with 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 ICF because it's got a, ma- a model that doesn't fit our culture, and they want to make us. You know, we're not going to be um, colonized in that way. Um, so there's a lot of pushback um, around the world, and 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 looking at how do we manage this? How do we make um, um, coaching in particular? truly owned by the whole by the world as a whole after all the mentoring tradition is something that's been you know in all ancient cultures it's there in one way or another so you know um what do we do so what conversations need to happen in order for for um us to um become to make mentoring and coaching truly global um as concepts and that's that. I think is a, is a conversation we are beginning to see. I hope we're going to see a lot more of it. Where does that begin? Where do, where do those conversations begin? Um, 
Well, within the the EMCC, the European Mentoring Coaching Council, which is which started in 1991, so pretty you know, for long, uh, and it's um, it's not as big as ICF, but it's much more academically based. So it comes out of a university background. The, one of the key principles is uh, is diversity of practice um, and cultures, and partly that was born because Europe is so diverse. Yes. Um, and so, you know, in order to be European, you had to, you know, the way that Italians would do things is not the way that Scandinavians would do things. <clears throat> so that diversity. Um, so those conversations are already happening. But EMCC have been primarily confined to Europe for until the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now suddenly it's it's appearing around the rest of the world. And it's those it's finding it very easy to have those conversations with the people in Vanuatu or um, or Japan or wherever. Um so um, I, I think that it's happening there, but there is something called the Global Council for Coaching and Mentoring, um, uh, which ICF, EMCC, AC, Comensa, and a variety of other organisations, I think there's about eight different signatories now or, or participants, trying to bring coaching together and starting at that global professional, the, the global meeting of the professional bodies, I think is one of the places to start. But at the same time, I think the place at the same time, we need to start right at the bottom. We need to give greater voice to coaching philosophies and approaches from from other cultures. And we're doing that to a certain extent by encouraging them them to um, research research and writing. Who who writes all the articles about coaching mentoring? People like me or you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's have different voices. Um, there's a wonderful um, South African coach called Dumi Magdalena, um, and he writes about Ubuntu coaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a classic example of how we can actually start to 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 uh, discover and exploit the richness of these resources. That's amazing, and that takes really stretching stretching our thinking. Again, yeah. again, looking at looking at the world in a different different way. We have to get out of just where we are as an individual or as a nation, uh, and, and really start to look into what are the needs of others. And yeah, focus on us and really focusing on other people. Well, it's a wonderful. I think it's um 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 oh one one of the Amer- lovely American really um, um, great American academics. I was reading one of his books, and there was a quote in it that said, um, "If you um, that he was quoting some some executive from the states, and he was saying, if you if you can't look back at yourself uh, for um, twelve months ago and think how stupid I was, <laughs> and, you, right. and you haven't learned anything in between." So and I think <laughs> it's, it's such a it's such a beautiful quote, and I think you know, yeah, I like to ask coaches um, so. Um, what assumption have you questioned in yourself this month? Yeah. And if you haven't questioned an assumption and a significant assumption in yourself this month, it's about, what are you going to do about that? You know, how are you going to find something to get somebody to, to, to question you? And if all your clients are like you, mm. that says something. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is true. Wow. That's something to think about. And why why are the clients choosing you? Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. This went by very quickly, David. I appreciate it. You are just 
just full of wisdom. And I love your thinking. I love how you are thinking beyond yourself. And that I think, like I said, that that's something that we as coaches need to do uh, is really think beyond where we are, what we're doing, how we're doing it, how we are becoming, uh, not yeah. staying stagnant in, in our thinking and, and really moving forward. So thank you so much for sharing today. I appreciate you. Well, it's been a pleasure. And uh, last year, I was 75. And for my 75th birthday, I, 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 I did a project which um, I've been been thinking about. I, I'm, I'm, I really don't like the ego thing. So but, but, uh, people were suggesting I did an autobiography. Just no way. That's just not something that I could in any way stomach. Horrible thought. thought. So, so, but, um, but what did really really take my interest was looking back in all the fields that I've, I've, I've researched and written and, and, and about um, from communications through leadership through coaching through mentoring uh, and so forth and look at how they developed in the 45 years that I've been working deeply in those areas uh, and more um, and um, and the learning that I had taken and how stupid I was yeah um, um, and 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 so I I basically produced a whole book looking with a, a chapter on each of those areas uh, those areas and that was a great fun thing to do because um, I, I think it's something that we can all do as coaches is is to think back on the various strands in our in our life and our knowledge and see how we've grown and it gives us a sense of becomingness. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I love that becoming this. So if people want to find out more about you, more about uh, what you provide, where can they, where can we send them? Okay. Well, the website is, is clutterbuck-cmi.com. Um, and that's that, that's that's the new web the new website that we have. Um, yeah. If anybody's interested in the, in in that that's a book that that uh, it, it was my seventy fifth book for my seventy fifth birthday. So I managed to come combine the two. So uh, was that strategic? Sorry, <laughs> I, was that I, strategic? I can show you a copy. Here we are. Let, there we are. There, there's a copy of the book. Oh yes, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, but lovely. Yeah. That was it. Was a joy to it was a joy to write that. Um, but uh, yes, on, on the website is, is the uh, the easiest way to get hold of us. And and LinkedIn, I I link I always link with coaches on LinkedIn, and I reply to emails. Um, um, it takes often takes quite a bit of my my an extra hour or two in the day, but I actually really enjoy um, conversations, email conversations with, uh, with 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 coaches um, and others and uh, leaders, um, uh, because that's the way we, that we learn together. Um, connections for sure wow (laughs) such a rich conversation you're doing such wonderful work and it's just widespread it is worldwide and that is that's impressive and and it's not about ego it's just about it's who you are and how how you do things and And it's fun and it's fun and i like fun Yes, if we could laugh a little bit more. Wonderful to consider and and really taking a look at myself even and saying, where do I need to put more of my energy? Yeah. And I'll suggest another question, which I think is a bit, which I I love to put to you. What do you do today to laugh at yourself? 
It's <laughs> right because you are all about laughter. Oh, yeah, and we need more of that, don't we? Yeah. We need yeah. more laughter in the world and to really look at ourselves and not be oh, so stuffy. We have to be perfect because it's not about perfection. It's about rising into our own excellence. What does that look like? We can laugh as we're doing that. Uh, well, thank you so much, David. I will see you. Thank you. And you keep doing great things. Thank you. Take care. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening platform.